Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Basketball during football? And let it snow. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuana's coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, if you can't tell, uh, not very nice outside. Actually, I can see some sunshine shining through, but I would suggest, unless you really, 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 really have to, uh, I wouldn't be driving around. Took me about 38 minutes to get from where I am right here down to campus to see Bobby Houck for a grand total of 12 minutes, and then took another 40 minutes to get back over here. So if you are out on the road, drive slow. You'll get where you're going, uh, I promise you. And uh, welcome to winter. If you're a new person here in Montana, I hope that it's just as blustery and blizzardy and cold of a winter as it ever has been, just so you can get acclimated, so you can see what it's all about here uh, around the state of Montana. Usually on Monday, we get the show kicked off with the Montana Football Hour, and we will do that again today, except for a couple different tweaks. Three things that are going to be a little different today. One, great friend Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, who usually joins us for the first hour here on Mondays. He is uh, in Pittsburgh, uh, as it were. So uh, the Grizz men's basketball team, they start their season tomorrow against Duquesne. They're in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Grizz play a couple games on this opening road trip. They also play at Xavier in Cincinnati on Friday, the Bobcat men's team, they start tonight. So that's the the big differences here for this show. Riley's not here. We're going to talk a little hoops during the Montana football hour here as well. We're also going to talk a bunch of high school football as well because we're into the final four around high school football playoffs. So a very diverse Montana sports hour here uh, to get Nuanas now kicked off. Then uh, hour number two, one of your favorite guys, Marty Mornoweg, longtime NFL coach. And our uh, go-to guy when it comes to analyzing the National Football League, he'll be in studio with us for the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. So pretty straightforward like it usually is here uh, on your Monday. That's your show outlook. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. 
First, uh, got a score for you out of Bozeman. The Bobcat women, the defending Big Sky Conference tournament champions, they opened what is going to be a season filled with high expectations. They're picked to win the Big Sky Conference, and they opened their season against the University of Providence, formerly University of Great Falls, uh, earlier today. And uh, it, it was one of these uh, invite every all the school kids days. So a uh, huge attendance, 5,200 people there today. Whole bunch of screaming kids, always fun for uh, the young ladies and uh, Montana State. No problem with Providence. They rolled seventy-eight to thirty-one. High scorer in the game, Grace Beasley. She is a freshman that uh, has really high expectations, and uh, she scored seventeen points in just eighteen minutes. She was seven of nine from the floor, even though she missed her lone three-pointer. So uh, impressive debut for her. Darian White, the preseason Big Sky MVP. Scored 12 points and dished out four assists in only 21 minutes of action. And uh, Dylan Phillip, who's another one of the promising young freshmen for the Bobcat women, uh, she scored 10. Lady Grizz get kicked off tonight. North Dakota State's in town, so uh, we'll be headed down there right after we get off the air here, so that'll be fun. Grizz men, like I mentioned, uh, they're at Duquesne tomorrow, at Xavier on Friday, and... Uh, the Montana State men, they're at Grand Canyon tonight. So don't look now. This came out of nowhere for me, but um, college basketball underway. So there's your update when it comes to that. Maybe we'll circle back around to some college hoops a little later on. But let's dive into the Montana football hour here on Nuanas now. You are listening on 1029 ESPN Radio, as well as maybe watching on SWX Montana TV, or maybe you're streaming it on the ESPN MT app. You can. Uh, also stream it on 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live, and uh, that's where you'll find the stream of both this show and ESPN Radio, 24 hours a day, seven days a week on any of your internet-enabled uh, devices. Also, you want to be a part of the show, we got a free Dazzler's gift card for you coming up a little, little later on, and uh, that'll, that'll be about mm, 5, 515, 530. So stay tuned for that. But If you have questions, comments, concerns, you can always call us or text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And all guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. The Montana Football Hour is presented in part by the Advocates. The Advocates know if you've been in an accident that wasn't your fault, you need time to heal and get all your uh, stuff in order. So anytime, you can always call the Advocates 406-640-4444. Consultations are free. You can also visit online at montanaadvocates.com. Let's talk some high school football first and foremost. Great slate of games over the weekend. The University of Montana's football game against Cal Poly highlighted by the massive snowstorm that blanketed the Washington Grizzly Stadium field pretty much instantly. But... The bad weather, the I should say the inclement weather, was not exclusive to Missoula. There was certainly some uh, weather that were huge factors in high school football games around the state of Montana, and uh, that's why it's the best time of year. So here's your double-A scoreboard first and foremost. Double-A playoffs got kicked off with a doubleheader in Helena. Unfortunate, I thought, that they didn't reseed this thing and maybe have a different site rather than having two games back-to-back there. At Vigilante Stadium, Bozeman Gallatin and Helena High, they played at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's that's kind of tough for the kids, especially the seniors who are potentially playing in their last game. But regardless, 
Heck of an effort by Bozeman Gallatin. They are headed to the semifinals of the Class AA playoffs for the first time in their school's short history. Gallatin beats Helena High 24-21. The Raptors led 10-0 at the half and went up 17-7 on a 75-yard touchdown pass from Garrett Dawkey to Quinn Clark. But then Carter Kraft, the Helena High quarterback, hit Coulter Petrie for a four-yard score. Uh, and then they drew it within 2-17-15. Then Helena High took the lead briefly at 21-17 when Tevin Wetzel scored in the fourth quarter, but the Raptors answered immediately with a 70-yard drive kept by another Donkey to Clark touchdown, and that helped lift Bozeman Gallatin to a 24-21 victory over Helena High. In Bozeman that evening then, Bozeman High uh, raced out to a big lead and then held off a late onslaught by Kalispell Glacier. So the Hawks beat the Wolfpack 31-23. So Bozeman high into the semifinals. That means we have a all-Bozeman, basically Eastern AA de facto championship game to go to the state title game. So these two teams played second to last week of the year during the regular season. Bozeman won handily. We heard from Levi Weshi, uh, Bozeman head coach, in the week following uh, that crosstown victory. And uh, the Hawks are one of the, t- the, the uh, hottest teams in the state. They started 0-2, and they haven't lost since. On uh, Friday, Jake Casagranda threw four touchdown passes, and uh, he's just been so, so good. So Bozeman High versus Bozeman Gallatin for one spot in the state championship game in Class AA. That'll take place at Van Winkle Stadium next week. And then the other side of the bracket, here's how it went down. Missoula Sentinel went 380 miles to Billings to take on Billings West. The wind was whipping. The elements were strong, and uh, the Spartans, they were trailing 7-6 to six in the third quarter, but Riley Allen threw a 21-yard touchdown pass to Trevor Rausch, and they also the Spartans also got a 10-yard rushing touchdown from um, Montana State-bound senior Adam Jones, and they pull out a 14-7 to seven victory. So the Spartans, despite uh, all of their adversity from throughout this year, they carried a 25-game winning streak into the middle part of the season, then they got it handed to them by both Helena High and Helena Capital. And people were wondering, is this the year that, that Sentinel doesn't make a run? Well, the Spartans are on another run. They're into the semifinals of the Class AA playoffs for the fourth year in a row. And uh, one step away from defeating, or from, uh, excuse me, advancing to the state championship for the third year in a row, the two-time defending state champion Spartans remain alive. And you got to feel got to feel for Rob Stanton and the Golden uh, Billings West Golden Bears because Coach Stanton's squad has been so good these last five years. Uh, they won the state championship in 2018, but then these last couple years have been highlighted by, and I guess low-lighted in their case, the losses to Sentinel. That's their fifth loss to Missoula Sentinel since 2020. They lost in the state championship game in 2020, the season opener in 2021, the state championship game last year, the season opener this year, and then the quarterfinals of the playoffs. So uh, West has been pretty much impossible to beat unless you're the Spartans, and then you just beat them multiple times a year for multiple years in a row. Got to feel uh, for Rob Stanton and his team. Thanks to Coach Stanton for always giving us time throughout the year. He uh, was on with us last week. But huge win for Sentinel. And they're going to te- uh, take on a battle-tested yet still undefeated Helena Capital team. The Bruins got everything they could handle from Helena High in their season finale of the regular season. Then they got really everything they could handle uh, from Butte on Friday. This game, Butte was up 14-7. And then all the way into the fourth quarter, it was tied 14-14 midway through the fourth quarter. Then Tom Carter ripped off a 59-yard touchdown run for Capital. 
And uh, then he had a huge pick. And then he had another 35-yard run that set up Hayden Opitz's five-yard touchdown run. And uh, all of a sudden, Capitals off and running. 28-14, the Bruins survive. They're 10-0, and they are into the semifinals uh, of the Class AA playoffs as well. Huge, great effort by Butte. Uh, watching the video highlights of this game, Butte was packed, ready to go, loaded for bear, and uh, they put forth such a great effort. They looked so tough, such a good defensive effort, but big-time players make big-time plays. Tom Carter, who joined us earlier this year on this show, great kid and uh, exceptional athlete. He is certainly proving uh, that he's one of the best players in the state, and I expect him to end up at the Division One level, whether it's in football or track and field. We'll see, but uh, outstanding athlete and the Bruins continue to roll. This is the Montana Football Hour, talking Montana high school football. Riley Corcoran is on the East Coast. I guess Pittsburgh's not quite the East Coast, but he's in the Eastern time zone out there uh, in Pitt. And uh, so we carry on here without him. Riley will be back, uh, I think, next week. I should probably check the, the basketball schedule before I make any commitments. He he texts me. He's like, oh my gosh, man, I, I've been so busy. I completely forgot to tell you. I figured you just knew. And I was like, I did know. I just forgot to tell myself. He's like, I'm checking your email while I'm on the tarmac. I just lo- landed in Pittsburgh. I was like, oh, it's all good. Uh, we'll carry on without you. And, you know, honestly, we're talking a lot of high school football right now because it's important also, there was a thriller in Flagstaff. Montana State pulled one out. But, you know, even though it was a dominant and in some ways record-setting performance by Montana on Saturday night, there's just not much to take from that game other than the Grizz just ran it straight down Cal Poly's throats in the middle of a snowstorm. And Cal Poly, one of the most disappointing teams I've ever seen. So we'll get to some college stuff soon. We'll keep rolling here through some of this high school stuff. The Montana Football Hour is presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference as a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana. Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. What that means to you is your money stays in the local economy, supporting your friends and your neighbors. No road trip for us this upcoming weekend. Thank goodness for that. It's going to be hairy out there, so we really hope that everybody stays safe. If you are coming into town for the Grizz game, or traveling for any other reason. ton of high school playoff games coming up and stuff, too. So drive slow. Be be careful. But we have to say thank you to Town Pump for their continued sponsorship of Town Pump by the Mile. And uh, so we're going to have a couple different gift cards for you this week from Town Pump, including right now. We'll give you a $50 gift card to Town Pump. Call us right now. we got uh, 50 bucks courtesy of Town Pump. You can use it on gas. You can use it on snacks, drinks, whatever. Call number 2 406 888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call us right now. We got 50 bucks to town pump Montana's best. Class A playoffs. Hamilton just keeps on marching. The Bronx collected their 21st straight victory to reach the Class A semifinal for the sixth year in a row. So that's unbelievable consistency and unbelievable success. By Bryce Carver's crew. Tyson Bowder rushed for three touchdowns and 146 total yards. And Hamilton dispatched of Whitefish 34-20. to So good, good run by the Bulldogs, but that's 21 in a row now for the Hamilton High Bronx. So good job by them. They're into the semis for the sixth year in a row in the Class A ranks. Lewistown also into the semifinals for the second year in a row. The Fergus County Golden Eagles 
They beat Columbia Falls 14-6. to That's an outstanding defensive effort because Columbia Falls was rolling it up on everybody. Columbia Falls went across the state last week to Miles City and drilled the Cowboys 48-0. So, uh, big-time effort by Lewistown. Uh, Jeff Boyce rushed for a score. Gage Norslian found Royce Robinson for another score, and that was basically the duration of the scoring in this low-scoring affair. So, Lewistown into the semifinals. Uh, Billing Central defeats Dillon 24-21. Future Grizz, uh, Grizz verbal commit Clay Oven had a one-yard touchdown with 57 seconds left to cap a 16-play drive and propel the Rams into the semifinals. So the Rams will come to Hamilton to take on the Bronx. And uh, Lewistown, they'll get the Polson Pirates. Polson remains undefeated as well. 14-7, they defeat Laurel. Jarrett Wilson... The star, once again, how about this kid? He threw, excuse me, he scored on a rushing touchdown. He also threw a touchdown, and he also had two interceptions, including a game-sealing interception with a minute and seven seconds left, and Polson outlasts Laurel 14-7, to so the Pirates into the Final Four of Class A as well. They'll play at Lewistown. That's at Fergus County High School, and uh, a bummer because we got, I mean, it's cool for these teams, but there's three teams out of the final four in Class A that are undefeated. So their first loss will be a, a, one of the two teams, Lewistown or Polson, is going to have a one loss season and go home after that one loss. So that's for all the marbles next week there at Fergus County, and that should be a fun one. And Billing Central at Hamilton uh, should also be a fun one. You want us now, ESPN Radio, uh, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Class B state playoffs, this was a little bit surprising. I have touted how good I think Florence is all year. I think that even though they lost a ton from last year's Class B state champions, still thought that the Falcons were strong. But I also thought Huntley Project was one of the best teams that I had seen all year in the Class B ranks. And uh, Florence goes to Huntley Project, and they drill the Red Devils. So impressive effort, both sides of the ball. Patu Shane Jr., the outstanding quarterback for the Falcons. He threw first-half touchdowns to Brody Hinsdale and Drew Wagner, and the Falcons built a 21-6 lead uh, in the first half and uh, then wrote a great defense uh, all the way into the semifinals. So the Falcons will play Jefferson County. That's the uh, Boulder Panthers in the semis. And uh, Florence's win streak, they went undefeated last year. They, they won, I think, their first five games this year. Their win streak got snapped at the hands of Jefferson, so a rematch between the Panthers uh, and the Florence Carlton Falcons. But the state champion, the defending state champions in AA, Sentinel, A, Hamilton, and B, Florence, all remain alive into the Final Four. So it, it, the only thing harder than winning a championship is repeating. And uh, AA, A, and B champions all have chances still uh, to repeat. So pretty impressive for them. Jefferson got into that Final Four by just destroying Malta, 48-14. That was an eye-opener for sure, but a huge win uh, for the Panthers. Big Fork got tested big time in round one against Manhattan, not so much against Glasgow. The Vikings roll through Glasgow 52-12. Joseph Ferrier had 155 yards rushing and five, count them, five rushing touchdowns for the Big Fork Vikings. And then the fourth result from the quarterfinals, how about the Cinderella story that is the Missoula Loyola Rams? Gotta love it. Todd Hughes and the guys, they had a hard time getting it rolling. They were banged up all year, and now they're into the Final Four. Talon Reynolds rushed for a 14-yard touchdown that was set up by a blocked punt, and that proved to be the game winner as Loyola beats Shepard 14-7. 
So Loyola will play at Big Fork, and Jefferson will play at Florence next weekend. So that'll be fun. And then finally, your eight man score, eight and six man scores. Mission beat Ennis thirty six to twenty. Fairview beat Joliet fifty to twelve. Belt destroyed Drummond Phillipsburg. That's Flint Creek forty eight nothing. The uh, the Belt Huskies look like an absolute machine. And then uh, you also had Culberson get a win as well. I did not get the score of that one in here, but uh, you got Mission into the semifinals and Belt into the semifinals. Uh, the Huskies will host Culbertson, and uh, Mission will play uh, Fairview um, in the eight-man uh, Final Four. And then in six-man, Big Sandy beat Custer Heisham Melstone 25-20. Freud Lake beat Valier. 44 to 8. Bridger beat Chester Joplin Inverness 36 26. And Bradenview Lavina beat Roy Winifred 47 29. So we'll have more about the upcoming matchups. Uh, but let's talk some college football here uh, on the Montana Football Hour. It is presented in part by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications, the official digital sponsor of Grizz Athletics. We'll have three big things about the Grizz and three big things about the Cats here in just a minute as well. Thanks to Blackfoot for all their participation in all the things that we do. They're the proud presenter of many of our podcasts on our podcast series, including Soccer and Snow and Smoke, a business angle, which, by the way, catching up with Justin Angle tomorrow. So we'll have a new business angle presented by Blackfoot Communications. Appreciate Blackfoot for all of their engagement, all of their partnership. Couldn't do what we, couldn't do, what we do here at ESPN Radio Uh, Without our great friends at Blackfoot, let Blackfoot Communications help you connect to more. Uh, Just some brief thoughts before we get, we'll take a break before we get into our three big things. But, um, you know, I thought that, first of all, the game we were at here in Missoula Saturday night, it was just a weird one, man, because you knew Cal Poly was facing an uphill battle. They have been... Not very competitive this year. I mean, they, I guess they lost by two in Flagstaff to NAU. They lost by 11 to Idaho State. But they don't have a conference victory. They only have one win this whole year over a non-scholarship San Diego program that's been struggling. And uh, Cal Poly just three victories in their two fall seasons and the spring season since Bob Baldwin took over. That in itself set the stage for what was going to be what I always what I thought going into the game is a lopsided matchup. Then... You actually saw the matchup play out. And then the Grizz got off to a great start with Lucas Johnson back at the helm. They're up 14-0, and then the sky opens, and it's just a complete blizzard of snow, a whiteout, one of the snowiest I've ever seen it at Washington Grizzly Stadium. And that contributes to a couple different things. First, Cal Poly quit. I think they just didn't want to play anymore, and that helped Montana just do whatever they wanted. They just ran the ball straight down Cal Poly's throat, 412 yards rushing for the Grizzlies. 221 yards alone for Nick Ostmo. The Grizz roll up 695 yards of total offense, the second most in the history of the program. And they notch 37, count them, 37 first downs. Good for Montana. Thought they got back on track. Thought they looked better offensively. Thought Lucas Johnson got them in and out of the right stuff. Also thought Cal Poly looked pathetic, man. I could not believe how far they've fallen. Cal Poly was a a proud program. Cal, Cal Poly was a perennial playoff contender. Cal Poly had real culture and real physical players. I mean, they had a, they had a string of guys for 10 or 15 years playing linebacker there. If you're playing linebacker at Cal Poly, you had a chance to go to the NFL. There's all sorts of guys from Cal Poly that went to the National Football League. 
Not so much anymore. They are way far away. I don't know how they're going to get that thing back on track. They have a couple really young corners that have some potential, but other than that, I mean, it was it was crickets, man. So, you know, I don't know how much we take away from the Grizz, a 57 nothing win over Cal Poly, but it's 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 better than the alternative, I guess, if you're Montana and you do get back on track. For the Cats, what a crazy game. They they burst out to a 14-0 lead. Then Tommy Mallott has a chance to hit Willie Patterson in stride for a 21-0 lead, but that ball's batted away. Cats settle for a field goal there, and then the onslaught begins. R.J. Martinez starts throwing it all over the place. The outstanding quarterback for Northern Arizona, he threw for 452 yards by the time the day was all said and done. And Montana State's 17-0 lead completely evaporated, and by the time the bleeding stopped, it was 28-17 in favor of Northern Arizona. Then the Cats get back in it, and all of a sudden they're going back and forth, back and forth, until it's 38-38 in the last minute of the game. Montana State's facing a third and 21 Tommy Mallott just completely chucks one from his hip as he rolls out to the right, and he just throws it absolutely on a dime to a streaking Taco Dowler. 65-yard gain all the way into NAU territory. Blake Lesnar kicks a field goal as time expires from 25 yards out, and the Cats, again, 41-38. Montana State escapes. And that's the craziest part here, Andrew. We'll get to our three big things about the Grizz and the Cats here about 10 minutes, but I was thinking about this. Right now, two games left in the regular season. Montana State is tied with Sac State in first place in the Big Sky Conference with a 6-0 record. Montana State is uh, a grand total of 11 points away from having the exact same conference record as Montana. Montana is a grand total of 17 points away from having the exact same conference record as Montana State. And Sac State, oh, by the way, has won their last three games by a combined total of 17 points as well. So it just shows you we're talking one-score games for basically a month. The Cats have come out on the plus side of this with a three-point win over Eastern Washington, a five-point win over Weber, and a three-point win over NAU, whereas the Grizz came out on the bottom side of it, touchdown losses to Idaho, Sac State, and a field goal loss to Weber State. And Sac State, they won by a touchdown against the Grizz. They won by a touchdown against Idaho, and they won by three uh, this last weekend, 33-30 to 30 over Weber State. So the margin of victory in the big sky, pretty slim. Margins for error slim, Coulter, and it's the same case with Weber State, too. They lost to Montana State by five, and then this last weekend to Sacramento State by three. It's so tempting to read something into those results to say, well, Montana State and Sacramento State know how to win games close and late. It can be really dangerous to do that too much because these margins, like you said, are really thin. It's coming down to a play here and there at the end of these games, um, and it's difficult to say when all the games are that close what those what those games really mean. And that's what's so, uh, I don't want to say frustrating. Frustrating is the wrong word, but you're right. It is hard to read much into it because, like for example, all of those matchups we just named – I would say Sac State played really well down the stretch against Montana. They played well during the the final part of that game to close it out. Idaho played well in Missoula when they came here. But the rest of the the games have been largely characterized by two two teams playing tight and playing not that great of football. So we haven't we've only seen the best in the Big Sky play their best when they're playing the Cal Polys and Eastern Washingtons of the world not against each other. So it really is very difficult to define a pecking order, but I also think that it's what gives anybody that's not in the driver's seat optimism still because you say, hey, 
if we get into the tournament, it's all about who's playing well. We haven't, I mean, the Grizz didn't play well for a month, but now they have this opportunity to be playing well going into the tournament. So same thing with Weber State. They haven't played well the last couple of weeks, but they still have this opportunity to be playing well when they go in the tournament. So, um, you know, it's been sort of weird to watch. Not a lot of teams have seized the moment like maybe we wish they were, but I think that also is a testament to how even this top group is. Well, it's a great advertisement for the strength at the top of the Big Sky Conference, right, yeah. Coulter? If none of these four or five teams are able to run away and put up multiple touchdown wins over each other, that just speaks to you know, how difficult it is to get things going against any of these teams. That's good for the conference. Yeah, it's so tough to take anything out of it. Is there something special about Sac State that uh, is why they're winning these games and Montana isn't? I don't know. I'm, I'd be inclined to say, no, there's not really. Or there is something, but it's not as big of a narrative as some people are going to think it is. Hold that thought, because I actually have a question for you when we come back. It's the Montana Football Hour. Andrew Houghton, uh, producing from the back and joining us here uh, as my co-host here for the Montana Football Hour. It is presented by the Advocates. Remember, if you've been in an accident, you have people that can help you. The Advocates offer free consultations to discuss your case, and you don't pay a dime Tell the advocates, win your case. The advocates know it's scary, so give them a call so they can help. You deserve an advocate. Free consultations anytime online at MontanaAdvocates.com. Three big things about the Grizz, three big things about the Bobcats, plus some sound from Bobby Houck, Brent Vegan, Lucas Johnson, and Braxton Hill. All that next here on the Montana Football Hour. Keep it right here. It's new on is now ESPN Radio. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuwana is here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. Oh, boss for you on your Monday. Hope you're having a great start to your week. Love me some Bruce Springsteen. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuanas, as we navigate through the Montana Football Hour, three big things about the Grizz, three big things about the Cats, plus some sound bites from over the weekend. It's presented in part by Stockman Bank. When you bank with Stockman Bank, you receive personalized customer service, and your phone call is always answered by a live person. Stockman Bank's highly skilled and personable bank staff is dedicated to making it easy to transfer your accounts and by meeting your overall financial needs. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking. Three big things about the Grizz. Number one, let's go back and forth. Grizz, cats, Grizz, cats. Three big things about the Grizz. 
The Grizz, number one, continue, continue to pound inferior teams. Now, I think it's a, a fundamental issue in the way they operate. Montana has totally proven that if they are the better team and they seize the momentum early and they carry the momentum, they're going to run you right off the field. They're going to beat you by 40. They might beat you by 57 like they did on Saturday night. Cal Poly, though, also was no question the most inferior team that Montana has played so far this year. And that's saying something because the Grizz have not played that tough of a schedule. And, you know, Northwestern State was not any good coming in here for the opener. But I thought Cal Poly was way worse. Cal Poly has a whole bunch of issues. They're in the middle of a rebuild with a pretty young coaching staff. It's only been there for two full seasons. But, you know, and they're undersized. They're undermanned. It's a complete systematic and culture change. I was just so disappointed with their effort. I thought as soon as it started snowing, they just tapped out. And, you know, credit to the Grizz for being able to throw the first punch and keep on raining down. But I guess what I'm saying with Montana is at some point you got to prove that you can be the enforcer. You can be the team that dictates the tenor of the game when you're playing somebody that's a a pure opponent, that's a fellow top 15, top 10, top 5 team. And it's been one way or the other the last year, this last season for uh, Montana. That said, Bobby Houck was complimentary of his squad following the game. Here's just a couple seconds of what Coach Houck had to say after his team snapped their three-game losing streak to move to 3-3 three and three in Big Sky play, 6-3 and three overall. Coach, you mentioned just uh, your admiration for this group. Did, did you notice anything more sharp in terms of the preparation this week, or how did it go this week, and, and did you see the uh, sort of performance like this coming? Um, well, I'll go back to front on that, if you don't mind. Uh, I did see this performance coming. Um, I w- we were fired up this morning at our walkthrough, and all week in practice. But we've we've had uh, excellent prep every week with this. They don't know any different. They prepare every week. They play their tails off, and... You know, I kind of admired them because we had, we had lost three in a row and, and a group that wants to go out and prepare like that coming off of uh, some really, really difficult circumstance. Uh, I'll just go back to this what I said before. I admire them. Three big things about the Bobcats. Number one, the won't-be-beat attitude is real because you know, there's all this talk that Montana State's found the four-leaf clover. They, they found the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And certainly, there's an element of luck in all sports. But to say that the Cats are 6-0 in Big Sky Conference play because of luck and luck alone, at some point, you make your own luck. At some point, if you're just riding the roller coaster, then you're going to get flipped off the ride and you're not going to be able to, to maintain. That's what Montana State's so good at is when stuff goes awry, they can keep it on the tracks. I think so much of that has to do with their head coach, Brad Vegan. I think he has done such a great job of steadying the ship no matter what happens. I think the Cats have some good talent on defense. I think they've played pretty poorly on defense at, for long stretches this year. They've given up big plays in, in bunches, but they haven't let it crater them. And they've also come up with enormous defensive plays when they need it the most, forcing a fumble against Eastern Washington to set up the game-winning score, getting two third-down stops and a fourth-down stop against Northern Arizona to get the ball back, and one time to hold uh, NAU to a field goal when they were uh, deep in the red zone. So they've been able to rise to the occasion. And I think that's one of the most intriguing parts about this team is they're sitting there at number three in the country. They're 8-1 and one this year overall. Since Brent Vegan took over, they have basically won 
They've won all but four of their games, and two of the losses are to FBS teams. One's to Montana, and one's to North Dakota State. So any and all comers, the Cats have figured out a way to win, even though they've only played well from start to finish in a couple of those games. At some point, it's not a coincidence. At some point, it's an identity. At some point, it's, that's, the, that's your style, and you got to give them all the credit in the world for be, being able to do it. Where's the mentality come from? Here's what Brett Vegan had to say after the game. Is this uh, even a better example than the last game it won't be beat? Oh, I don't know. Not really, honestly. No, we didn't play well enough to, to look at it that way. Now, we didn't get beat, um, but I don't think so. I think we shut it down a little bit better in the fourth, fourth quarter. If that's, if that's what we're looking for. Sorry. But how about, like, the game at Eastern and the Weaver game? How much does that help in a situation like Oh, this? no question. I, I think, uh, you know, I... I going all 60 minutes and if we had to play extra time uh, we would have to play extra time here so no I think our guys you know are going to come off the sideline and, and try to get it fixed you know and, and fix it with effort fix it with execution and hang in there and I know we have that for sure and then you know um, all these close games uh, they harden you I guess you know and then said it in there because the game makes you stronger and that's how, how I feel you know we got to come out of this um, a stronger team um, in these last couple of weeks who kind of completely different games, but uh, kind of the same result works right down the wire. We go Brett Vegan, Montana State head coach, on just how his team has become battle-tested. Tommy Mallott talked about it a lot uh, in the postgame as well. Second big thing about the Grizz, the Grizz did look better on offense, and again, I think it comes with a grain of socks. I thought Cal Poly was uh, awful in personnel, alignment, and effort defensively. I thought they were horrendous tackling. I thought they did not show much of any sense of pride, try to get ball carriers down. And Grizz blocked it up good, schemed it up well. Lucas Johnson's return certainly made a huge difference. They looked way more confident on offense, way more like they had a systematic plan. And Nick Osmo ran crazy, and uh, he looked good. But again, so hard to gauge given the state of the opponent. That said, Montana is a better team, point blank, period. And it's, this is not even a, a revelation. This is not even some sharp analysis. This is just absolute fact. They're just way better with Lucas Johnson. I mean, they, they couldn't function on offense without him. With him back and looking like he's back to full strength, they looked really good. 695 yards of offense, 37 first downs, 412 yards rushing. Here's what the Southern California product, Lucas Johnson, had to say following the game. Lucas, it seems like you guys have had so much success when you do get out to a quick start. How are you guys able to do it today? I think that's like the fifth time when you're the starting quarterback, you're up 14 nothing. Yeah, I mean, uh, we preach trying to get out and uh, have a quick start. And uh, I think everybody came in ready to work today. I mean, the line, the receivers, the running backs, everybody's ready to do their job today. And, you know, uh, it, it shows when we can get out there and we execute really fast. Hey, so Lucas, I'm curious, being a Southern California kid in Georgia Tech, if you played in snow before, um, just what that experience was like. It was awesome. I mean, it was my first time really playing in the snow, but uh, I thought it was cool. I had a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, I'm Montana tough now, so I, I was out there no sleeves, and I was proud of myself for that. So, <laughs> But, yeah, it's, uh, it, it was really cool to play uh, in that type of environment with all my guys, and it was a uh, it was a really cool experience. And I know you're out a couple or game and a half or so. Um, how were you feeling heading into the game, and how did you feel once the game started? Did it feel like a first start at the start of the year, or did you feel like you came in you know, picking up where you had left off before? Yeah, I mean, I felt I felt good. I felt good to be out there with my guys again. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you uh, go through speed bumps, but, you know, uh, 
this team is all about bouncing back from adversity, and you know that's what we showed tonight. Lucas, in your mind, what was the key to the run game today? I think uh, it all started up front. Uh, our big boys up front freaking worked their butts off today. I mean, they, they were opening holes for Nick and all the running backs to, you know, have, have a field day. So I think it, it really all starts with them, and uh, I think they deserve a lot of the credit. Montana Football Hour, presented in part by Blackfoot Communications. Thanks to Blackfoot for all their support. Blackfoot Communications, the official digital sponsor of Grizz Athletics and proud to present the Montana Football Hour here each Monday on Nuana's Now. So anybody think about the Bobcats? I, I feel like I put this in my three big things every week, but their run game is just so sick. It's just so powerful and diverse and faceless, honestly. I mean, they were down to Garrett Kuhn in the middle part of this game against Northern Arizona, and the walk-on, the former Montana, or excuse me, Wyoming Gatorade Player of the Year, even he was gashing NAU. You can run the ball like the Cats can. You got a chance against anybody. I mean, it's like 280 yards seems like pedestrian for them at this point. They ran for 375 against Weber State, one of the best defenses in the United States. So uh, this Bobcat team, they definitely got it rolling when it comes to uh, being able to run the football. Still some stuff left to be desired in the pass game, but I think you just got to stick with Tommy Malott because I think that he is a proven winner at this point. I think he's 9-1 as Montana State starting quarterback. Found a million different ways to win. And, you know, it's it's up and down all the way until you get to the end. But at the end, he's been so damn good, uh, it's hard to move on from Butte's finest. And I'm not saying you'd ever even consider it. I just think that his upward trajectory is unbelievable. And he had another 100-yard game uh, on Saturday, 119 yards on the ground for Tommy Malott and the Cats rush for 280. So that run game continues to be uh, one of the best offensive elements of any team in FCS football. It's the Montana Football Hour here on Nuanas Now, presented in part by The Advocates. The Advocates offer free consultations, and they will help defer medical bills. If you've been in an accident that wasn't your fault, give The Advocates a call, 406-640-4444, or visit online at montanaadvocates.com. Three number, the number three thing for the Grizz, the snow was a huge advantage. Seems like low-hanging fruit, but we were actually thinking about it. Most of the guys on the Grizz have never played in a snow game, which is interesting. It was like a rain-snow game at Weber in 2019. But we've actually been pretty fortunate. Most Grizz home games, we had a couple cold ones in recent years, but a lot of the home games, they have not been blanketed in snow like the game was on Saturday. And being under the lights, it was an added element. And I, I thought that Montana, they, they looked like the team straight out the top that was going to be have the upper hand against Cal Poly. And then when they were up 14-0 and the snow started to fall, I, th- I thought as soon as Cal Poly's kick returner slipped and fell on his face, and then there was a couple other guys that slipped, the, the effort dissipated starkly from there, in my opinion. All that said, you play at home and you have an advantage at home for a reason. Braxton Hill, Montana's leading tackler in this game, a junior linebacker who's back in the lineup for the Grizzlies, Anaconda product, he addressed just what playing in the snow was like for he and his Grizz teammates. Yeah, Lucas answered it, but for the other players, like when it starts, the snow starts coming down, like how, how fun was that? What was that like? Um, it's my first time playing in snow. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, 
you know, just... Braxton's from Anaconda. He can answer it. Yeah, yeah I've been uh, wanting to... <laughs> I've been wanting he does, to play... He does it in September. <laughs> I've been wanting to play in a game like Sorry, that ever since I've been 10, watching the App State playoff game. So, you know, um, defense, we... We were looking at the weather, and we were hoping it was going to snow like that. And I mean, it was a dream come true out there. We were flying around, and uh, being on that side of the ball, you, you want that weather. So it was, it was fun out there. And Braxton, just getting a win after the last month, uh, it must feel good for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Like Coach said, um, you know, the guys in the locker room, um, we love each other, and all you can do is flush the, the last game and prepare and try to get the win and whoever they put in front of you. Braxton, you said you guys were hoping it would snow. I yeah. doubt that Cal Poly was probably hoping it would <laughs> snow. Uh, could you tell that they were, were kind of like, like uncomfortable with it? Did they say anything in the game about the snow or anything like that? They didn't say anything, but, uh, I mean, we always say they have cold hands and they're from California and, you know. But uh, he's, not, he's Montana now. Yeah. <laughs> he just said it. But, uh, no, they, didn't, they weren't saying anything like that. I think they wanted to get on the plane and get back home, quite frankly. <laughs> Honesty from Anaconda's Finest. They did. They looked like they wanted to get on the plane and go back home. So, uh, fun little jab in there between Braxton Hill and uh, Lucas Johnson, who hails from San Diego. And, uh, I don't know, those guys are just a lot more fun to deal with when they win. Grizz win 57-0. Cats win 41-38. And uh, two games left in the regular season. Montana hosts Eastern Washington on Saturday. Montana State takes the show on the road again to play at Cal Poly. Their third and final big thing for the Cats you can say they got a golden shamrock. You can say that they figured out, you know, a way to have the magic horseshoe or whatever. The luck of the Irish with their butte born and bred quarterback telling them a lot. Hey, at some point you make your own luck. At some point, if you're winning all these games in close fashion, there's more than luck to it. It's coaching. It's belief. It's being able to do it. And Montana State, they've been riding it, man. But here they are. And uh, now eight wins, Bobcats. Into the playoffs. So I'd say Sac State and Montana State certainly have sewed up playoff seeds. I think that obviously Weber's inside tracking it, and I think that they'll get there for sure. One more win for Weber, and, and they'll certainly be in the playoff picture. And I think Idaho are probably right there as well. And the Grizz still got a little work to do, but they got two games left to do it. This is the Montana Football Hour. It's presented in part by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank has 36 locations around the state of Montana and counting. They're only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking. We'll take a look around the Big Sky Conference, and I got a question for Andrew on what might be the determining factor for the Big Sky teams as the season heats up into the postseason. We'll do that next. Keep it right here. Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. Amazing. Uh, there's certain musical bands or acts that I play, that we play around here, that uh, 
always elicits conversation. If you want to be a part of the conversation, music or otherwise, you always can by texting us at 406-888-1029. The Montana Football Hour rolls on here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. College hoops gets underway. There's a uh, Bobcat game tonight. There's a Grizz game tomorrow. And uh, if you go to ESPN.com hoop schedule, I'm talking about Big Monday. There's probably literally 100 games that are on going on around the country in men's hoops tonight and women's hoops as well. Lady Grizz are at home as well uh, here in Missoula. So if you want to watch your favorite team, plus you want to enjoy drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza, there's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team than the Silver Slipper. At the Slipper, it's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. The card room's back open as well. Nightly games at 7 p.m. Stop by today and see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. The Montana Football Hour is presented in part by the Advocates. Uh, the most consequential result from the rest of the Big Sky Conference this weekend was Sacramento State outlasting Weaver State 33-30. to And Sac State remains unbeaten. 9-0 overall, 6-0 in Big Sky Conference play. And they seem to be fast-tracking towards one of those top four seeds. They still have a couple uh, games left, uh, but they got through the toughest part of their schedule by playing Montana, beating them in overtime, coming back to beat Idaho, and uh, then outlasting Weaver State this last weekend. So uh, pretty impressive for Sacramento State. Andrew, we were kind of talking about the pecking order in the Big Sky Conference and how you know, you talk about the Grizzlies being 17 points away from being 6-0 instead of 3-3. Three and three. Weaver State being 8 points away from being 6-0 instead of being 4-2 and two in league play. The Cats being 16 points away from being 3-3 three and three instead of 6-0. And, oh. and Sac State, same thing. They're 17 points away from being 3-3 three and three instead of 6-0. and oh. But I want to ask you this. Those teams that we just named right there, they there's two that are... Defensive teams, Montana, Weber State. There's two that are offensive teams. I guess Idaho, I don't know, what, how would you characterize Idaho? Is Idaho an offensive or a defensive team? I guess that they're like an opportunistic offensive team with a pretty good defense. If I had to pick, I would say they're a defensive team. I think that's really where their strength lies, and I think we certainly saw that in Washington Grizzly Stadium. They've got a great offense as well, but I think, you know, I think if you ask those guys as well, they would say that the strength of that team is the defense. Yeah, so... Then I guess my my question here is this. When it comes to down the stretch here, but also into the postseason, I think we've seen so far, I think that one of the main determining factors for Sac State and Montana State to be at 6-0 and is their head coaches, their coaching staffs in general, and also their quarterbacks. And I think that they've the quarterbacks have shown ability to make plays late, whether it was Sean Chambers at Eastern, or Tommy Mallott at Northern Arizona for Sac State, Asher O'Hara against Idaho, and this last week against Weber. And so I think within the scope of the big sky, we can see how the quarterback can be the X factor. Will that continue into the playoffs? Do, do we feel like those X factors that have been sort of the, the slimmest margin of victory for the Cats, Sac, will, will carry on? Or is there a chance maybe... Or that's your best chance against the Grizz and Weber and Idaho, but 
uh, maybe it's maybe your defensive style is actually more applicable to winning in the playoffs. Where are we at with sort of the dichotomy of teams coming out of the big sky and will their advantages remain the same? Well, it's so tough to say again when we're talking about all these games that have been decided by three points. And if a couple plays go the other way, Sac State is the team that's maybe, you know, looking at a three loss conference schedule. But yes, I mean, I think if we're looking at those teams being able to continue on, it is in large part the coaching. And that's not only the in-game coaching, Coulter. I mean, the X's and O's and knowing when to call your timeouts and making the right decisions on whether to punt and whether to go for it, stuff like that. I mean, that stuff's important. I think another big part of it is just sort of the demeanor of those coaches and, and their comfortability with playing in those close games and the way that sort of spreads to the rest of the team. I think also with Sac State and Montana State, they can really hang their hat on the run game. And we've talked about this before, Coulter, but both of these teams know that they can get a first down when they need it and they can put together a drive when they need it without having to hang the ball up in the air. And they can take as much time off the clock as they want with those offenses. And when we're talking about playing close games, that's such a huge advantage to have, and both of those teams have so much confidence in that. Andrew Houghton chiming in here on the Montana Football Hour. We'll wrap here on the Montana Football Hour with this. Here's how the poll looks this week. South Dakota State hung tough at number one. They got 48 out of 54 votes in the stats. FCS top 25. Sac State hangs tight at number two. They got six first-place votes this week, so they're still there at number two. The Cats sit there at number three after their uh, win over Northern Arizona. North Dakota State, number four. Holy Cross, they stayed unbeaten. They're 9-0, and including 5-0 and in the Patriot League after their 42-14 win over Lehigh. Incarnate Word sticks tight at number six. Weber State, even though they're two losses, they haven't dropped them out of the top ten. They still sit at number seven. So quality losses certainly benefiting the Wildcats so far. William & Mary sits at number eight. They're 8-1, eight and one, including 5-1 and one in uh, Colonial Athletic Association play. Neon Dion's Jackson State squad, Deion Sanders has got them undefeated. 9-0, including 6-0 in the SWAC, and they're number 9 this week. And Sanford comes in at number 10. Idaho held, held steady at uh, number 15 with their 48-16 win over Eastern Washington. And the Grizz held steady at number 16 with their 57-0 win over Cal Poly. So still three Big Sky Conference teams in the top 7 and 5 in the top 16 as we get now down to the last two games of the regular season. Stockman Bank, Blackfoot Communications, and the Advocates proud to present the Montana Football Hour each and every week here on Nuanas Now. Stockman Bank, your Montana brand of banking, Blackfoot Communications, helping you to connect to more, and the Advocates, reminding you that no matter what situation you are in, you deserve an advocate. Thanks to our awesome sponsors for the Montana Football Hour, and we'll be back with more Montana Football Hour next week, but we still have a whole other hour of this show. Let's talk some NFL. Monday afternoon quarterback, Coach Marty, Marty Mornenweg, in studio with us. That's next. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.